Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. That's what we're in. We're in a series called The Holy Shift. And um, I, when, I was, when Emily was saying that, I was thinking, you know, th- there's a process that we're all going through. And I'm not just talking about us. I think the body of Christ, all Christians right now, and in the world in, in a sense. But we're going through this shifting, um, this process of, of God um, moving us to him. But in the meantime, um, you know, shaking off the things that, that seem to hinder us in life. And that's the idea of this series called A Holy Shift. It's a sudden supernatural change for the good. And I believe we're in a holy shift season. I believe we're, we've been in it, getting through it, coming out of it eventually. I, a time where God is stirring hearts and homes and creating a hunger for God. So the series is built on a holy shift moment that comes out of Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, they finally finished the wall and the gates after a relatively short time of chaos and testing, only 52 days, reminding us that the test, the trial that you might be going through will not last long. In other words, this too shall pass. It's such an, a, an important phrase to say to yourself when you're going through anything difficult in life, this too shall pass. Say, this too shall pass. But when they finished after 52 days, Ezra comes out with the Bible and starts reading it and interpreting it for the people. And this is what happened in Nehemiah 8, 9 through 10. It says, then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe and the Levites who are interpreting for the people said to them, don't mourn or weep on such a day as this for today is a sacred day before the Lord your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Verse 10, and Nehemiah continued, hey, don't weep. Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before the Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Verse 12, so the people went away to eat and drink at a festive meal to share gifts of food and to celebrate with great joy. Listen, because... They had heard God's voice or God's words and understood them. This all happened because they were happy and joyful and emotional because they heard and could understand God's word. Listen, a people once hopeless, once defeated, once lost in darkness, now celebrating with great joy because they heard God's voice and they could understand it. It was a holy shift in hearing. Say hearing. Common theme today. If you're wondering how the lost will be found, how the brokenhearted will be healed, how the prodigals will come home, it will start in their hearing. They will begin to hear from God. And respond to him. Now, whether it's through nature or through someone else or through the word, however it's going to happen, God is speaking and they're hearing. But look at this verse out of of Hebrews. Now, we talked about this last week. I'll I'll give you a little few uh, nuggets within this verse. But it says, Hebrews 12, 26 says, when God spoke... From Mount Sinai, his voice 
shook the earth. We just stay right there for a minute. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. Little backdrop, about two months after the Israelites were rescued from Egypt after about 400 years of being trapped and God rescues them through Moses. You know the story, Prince of Egypt, you know, Ten Commandments. We've all, we, we all know that story. Moses delivers them. God uses Moses, delivers them from Egypt. Two months after they're delivered, um, all of a sudden Moses starts going up on a mountain, Mount Sinai. He's talking to God. He's about ready to get the Ten Commandments, right, from God. And, um, and then one day, you know, he says, you know, I want you to go prepare the people because I'm going to come down. I'm going to speak. God says, I'm going to speak from this mountain, so go prepare them. So they go prepare the people. The people, they, they get themselves ready. They, 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 just, they, get, they get their hearts right. They, they, they get in that right place of their heart. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden they're out there, and, and, and God comes in a thick, dark cloud, and his voice speaks. And the people were scared. They were scared. And they said, they said Moses, listen, I don't, we don't want to hear from you, God. You, 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 you hear from God and then tell us, Right? You tell us. Man, they hadn't heard God's voice for like 400 years, by the way. They were trapped. It was a long time before. So I, I, can, I understand why they were scared to approach God. But my thought was, why in the world, what, what, why? I mean, it's not like God was trying to, like Emily said, God is, never tries to frighten us. There's no frightening in God, right? But, but, he, but he brings us to this place where we hear his voice for a different reason. I, and I, you don't have this in your, in, in your notes or anything or in you version around there, but I'm going to read this to you. I thought about this this morning. Here's why. Let me pull my glasses out. That's right. The reader glasses. Wow, you guys are handsome. <laughs> Look at Look at this. So why'd they do it? It says, it says, and they said to Moses, you speak to us and we will listen, but don't let God speak directly to us or we will die. And Moses says this, don't be afraid. This is Exodus 20, verse 19 and 20. By the way, go home today and read Exodus. It's such a powerful uh, book about hearing and listening to God. But he says, they said, they said, you speak to us and we will listen. Don't, don't let God speak directly to us or we will die. By the way, that's how a lot of people feel today. That's how a lot of people in the world feel today for some reason. They, I don't want to hear from God because God's going to come and he's going to tell me all the, the bad things that I do. That is the wrong thing. God doesn't do that. But look what he says. Look at this. He says, uh, don't be afraid. I love that. Moses answered, for, for God has come in this way to test you and so that your fear of him will keep you from sinning. Or, or God comes and speaks because he knows that we have the, the propensity to harm ourselves. So he comes out and says, hey, stop it. Like, like I, I want you to turn away from those things because that's not good for you. That's why God spoke from the mouth. You, got, you guys listening, hearing today? Okay, I, I hope so. That was just, that was just a little, a little uh, recap of what happened in this verse. Here we go, Hebrews 12, 26 to 28 again. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I'll shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. 
Since we're receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. Look at that. This is referring to a time or season in the future, my friends, and many believe this to be a reference to the time just before Jesus returns again. And it was his voice, come on, it was his voice that shook the earth the first time. In other words, it's not a catastrophe or devastation that keeps people's attention. It's his voice. I mean, I, I, listen, I know when, when difficult times happen, it, there does seem a little bit of a flooding into the church again. 9-11 what, what was the case. That lasted for only so long. Because it's not those things that keep our attention. It is God's voice that will keep our attention. Anybody here today? A holy shift in hearing. This is the primary goal of God, to hear and understand. It's exciting, it's life-giving and, and, and humbling when the king of heaven, our father, says something and we get it, right? Listen, God is speaking and we can hear his voice. And in Nehemiah's story, all the people were moved with emotion when they heard God's word. Have you ever experienced a time when you heard God speak and it changed the direction of your life? Woo! I have in different ways, many times. And I, I, Emily and I went down to Art Prize uh, when it was here. We'd like to go down there and just check it out. Really cool things and cool things that, that present uh, the gospel. Awesome stuff down there. Um, but so we're, we're, we're walking by, and, I, and I, I was reminded of an establishment I used to visit many times before I knew the Lord. And uh, with my buddies, usually Wednesday to Sunday morning, uh, we would we would park, we'd go there, and uh, we'd have a grand old time. And and uh, and and so I, I got saved in 1994, um, and and I gave my heart to Jesus, fully surrendered. Um, didn't know anything about God or the Bible or how to hear from God, anything like that. And about two weeks into my walk with Jesus, I'm sitting in this establishment with all my friends. And we're just hanging out, you know. And, 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 and I, love, I love my buddies. It's, that wasn't the place that, that, that was an issue. It was what God wanted to say. So I'm sitting there in this place, been there for a few hours, just twiddling my thumbs. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, matter of fact, I brought Emily right in there. I said, that's where I was sitting right there. I was sitting right here. And God says, um, he told me, Dan, this is not where I've called you to be. Now, he wasn't dogging anything about those people in the place at all, right? At all. It wasn't about that. It was about my journey and my destiny. He was pulling me out into his presence to hear his voice, to learn from him, to grow, and to eventually be here one day, Right? But I heard his voice, and I went back to that place, and I, and I said, that, that, was the, that was the stool I was on. That was a stool right there. Not much had changed in that place. I could see my friends back there. They were ha having a grand, I was just kind of by myself for a moment. God spoke. Hearing is so important when following Jesus. And we see this in Nehemiah 8.2, listen, where it says, all the people listened closely. Listen, they listened closely to the book of the law. 
We know that hearing from God is critical to our spiritual growth. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's critical for our freedom. Hearing the truth will set us free. It's the difference between our lives being built on a rock or on shifting sand. Listen, God is speaking to you. And you can hear his voice. Jesus says John, in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Hello, sheep. You know what sheep say, 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 bah, right? We're sheep. We all hear his voice. Here's a challenge. You may not know you're hearing God's voice, but I guarantee I could, if I, if I pulled you aside, oh, yep, you're hearing God's voice. Let me show you how he speaks, right? We're not going into that today, but, but I want to tell you that you hear his voice. When you gave your heart to Jesus, it opened up the main line to your father. And Jesus made a way for us to listen to and talk with God one-on-one, -on -one, anywhere and everywhere, at any time. And he has much to say to us. John 15, 15. No longer do I call you servants. For servant does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends. For all things that I heard, Jesus said, from my father, I have now made known to you. Don't you love that? God is speaking and you can hear his voice. He has a long history of speaking directly, listen, directly to people. And in the Bible, we see that he made it priority to communicate with us over the centuries. Makes sense. Listen, when you love someone, you find every opportunity to communicate with them. Do you hear that? When you love someone, you find every opportunity to communicate with them. Hearing empowers us, it blesses us. Hearing brings purpose, it brings protection. It enriches our relationships, helps us to work, to socialize, to communicate, even relax. Hearing is critical, and without good hearing, life will be frustrating. In the natural, the effects of hearing impairment or hearing loss results in, listen, irritation, anger, depression, loss of confidence, and isolation. Say it again. Uh, irritation, anger, depression, loss of confidence, and isolation. Spiritually, it's the same thing. When you find yourself, when you find yourself irritated, angry, depressed, have loss of confidence, isolation, it's probably because the enemy's trying to stop your hearing. And when we can hear from God, it, it begins to that it remedies all that, it cures that. So this play, this message, this place that we are in today has the potential of unlocking the very voice of Almighty God. I'm glad you're here because His voice will bring the direction for a decision. His voice will calm the troubled marriage. His voice will bring peace and unity in a divided family. His voice will heal unresolved emotional wounds. His voice will resurrect destiny for your life. His voice. And I realize there are a lot of voices out there these days. Social media will give you anything you want to hear to give the direction you want to take. But as followers of Jesus, we have one first option, and that is this. Go to God before you go anywhere else. Go to God. I didn't say don't go anywhere else, but go to God first before you go anywhere else. I, listen. I've been in this long enough to find out that 
that, that people eventually want to go to the people that, that want to that tell them what they want to hear. Right? They, that's right. Well, I, I didn't like what, I, what you said, Pastor Dan. I didn't like what you said, Pastor Emily. I, I, but, but, but I'm going to find someone eventually that's going to tell me that, that I'm, I'm right where I think I want to be. There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it doesn't go good. So we, we, need, we need to go to God first, amen, before you go anywhere else. See, I'm learning that God doesn't need more information from me. He wants to get his information to me. This is not a talking season as much as it is a listening one. Come on. It's not the time to be seen. It's the time to be still. It's, it's time for a holy shift in our hearing. Look, I, I love our church. I want to brag on you guys for a moment because we have so many people that hear from God here. It's awesome. It's astounding. It's very encouraging. And we're all continuing to learn how to hear. I credit the Holy Spirit for that, by the way. God is opening our spiritual ears. This is so important because one word from God can change everything. One, I think, is that phrase up there at all? I have it underlined. No? One word from, there you go. One word from God. I want you to see that. One word from God. Do you hear that? Can change everything. We all know by now that words have power. Our words are containers of good or bad, but God's word is a container for only good, and it is unmatched. I think of the faith of the centurion. He was in a desperate situation. His servant was in major trouble. And look at this. Matthew 8, 5 through 8. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Now, look at this. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Say right there. Go back there. I will come and heal him. <clears throat> If you want to eliminate any confusion about Jesus and what he wants to do in our lives, that phrase will take care of it. I will come. I picture Jesus like this. Like, oh, man, yeah, 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 I'll come and heal him. Like, I'll come and heal him, right? Look at me, look at me. I'll come and heal him. I love that. Look at this. Verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Woo! So this centurion, I believe when he made that statement, he was actually filled with shame. Now, like he's not saying, oh, you're the king of kings. He's saying, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm shameful. I'm shameful. I'm, I'm fearful, and that's why, and that's why he, he was, because it's not true, like, Jesus would have said, oh, come, you, you come with me, we'll go to your house, and afterwards we'll have dinner, we'll, we'll, we'll hang out together. See, we, we know Jesus' heart, right, but, but he didn't know Jesus' heart, but he knew his authority. By the way, even if you're struggling with shame and feeling unworthy and stuck and trapped in your past, one word from God will change everything. <laughs> and this is what happened. His servant was healed in that very hour from a 
word. From a word. And sometimes, I get it, man, sometimes we're, we're going from here and there and everywhere. We're, we're searching and searching and searching. There's nothing wrong with searching and seeking God. We have to do that. But sometimes we can try to find, look for, in so many, so many different ways that we're just missing the one little word that God, maybe he already said it, and maybe he wants to say it again. <clears throat> so many times, I was trying to think of the different times that God just gave me a word that I needed. I, I was thinking... Um, Obviously, Durango, for those of you who, you remember Durango, okay, that was, God was creative in that way. I'm not going to go with that story, but, but I remember when we were, we were living in our, um, uh, in our, our we were renting a home, and, and um, we were uh, early on in ministry, and we had a very, very small budget, and we were looking for a house to purchase, and we went through a ton of homes, couldn't find them, and Emily calls me up one day, says, I think I found our home, I found it, and I'm like, okay, here we go, number 50. So we, we, go, we go there, I walk in this house, and <clears throat> she's so excited, she has vision for it. It's a beautiful little house, old, you know, 120-year-old house or something, beautiful. I'm, and I go in there, and I'm, I'm like, not feeling it, especially because the price is too much. I'm not feeling it, right? And she was frustrated. She's like, but this is our house, we need to go, we need to go get it. And, and we... Yeah, and so all of a sudden, I'm like, we're having a little bit of contention every once in a while. Like, I, I don't know what to do. Do we get that house? Do we not get that house? It's, 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 do we have faith for a for, for larger mortgage payment? You know, whatever it is. And so I didn't know what to do. And I remember one day, I just drove like an hour to this, uh, it was to Kelvin College, and they got these literally brick prayer rooms down below. They, they looks like you're in a cell, you know, but I said, I got to get to that place because I got to hear from God. And I remember I, I went down to that place and I cried out to God. I said, I don't know what to do. God, help me. And I opened up the, opened up the Bible. And, the, and one of the first words I heard was build. Build? We can't even afford this house. How are we going to build, God? I think that's just, there, there's no way we can build. I thought, I thought he was crazy. He just said, build. That's all I heard. Build. Build. So I went home. I said, Emily. I, actually, I got really excited. I called her. Remember, I called you. I said, Emily, I think I just heard from God. He said, build. I'm not kidding what you said, but maybe you hung up. You said, okay. Yeah, Emily's like, okay. I said, I don't know how we're going to do it. So anyways, try to get a long story short. We, we got, we tried to get a loan to build. Tried and tried and tried and tried. It took like weeks and weeks and weeks to, to get this loan, and we got denied every single time. Yeah, you don't make enough, blah, blah, blah. You, you can't do it, Dan. And I was like, but you told me build, God. And I was frustrated. I was like, was that me? Was that the devil? Was that who? You know, all, of, all the things we go through. And this, I think a f- few months went by. Just got denied. Hit, hit, hit a... Hit the brick wall, and all of a sudden we hit the last brick wall, and God said this, go buy that house. I said, what? Well, apparently over a few months, the house had dropped about 30 grand, (laughs) so we could now afford it. Do you hear what I'm saying? You know how good God is? Right, did you get that? He, 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 he got us to our budget, but, but he also did. And what we learned is that Emily saw our house. And I, I, I'm a timing guy. She's a vision person. Like she saw it, but I didn't see it. But God brought us together at one point in time so that he saved us about 30 grand. Thank you, Jesus, by the way. I owe you. Build. 
Listen, you don't need to know the whole Bible for God to bless you. You only need to know the verse, the word that deals with your challenge, your issue at hand. Because again, one word from God can change everything. So quickly, let me get you a couple things before you leave. My, my, the question is, might be, how can I hear from God? Well, let, let me give you a few takeaways from Nehemiah for a moment really quick that will help. First, let me say, there are a few prominent ways that God speaks. Number one, God speaks through his word. Never forget that. Jesus and the word are the two unshakable things. They will never be shaken. He speaks through his word. He speaks through the Holy Spirit, through prayer. He speaks through others. He speaks in dreams and visions, even through nature. But his word is the one constant, consistent truth that we are blessed to have in order to live. Makes sense the enemy wants to keep us away from his word because that's where we're going to hear his voice first. Come on. And second, extremely important to know the heart of God as you hear from God. Really? Heart and hear? There's only one letter difference. A T looks like a cross. Because when God speaks, hear this. He speaks from love because that's who he is. There are times when I wonder, was that me? Was that God? Was that the enemy? You ever say that? Was that me? Was that God? Like, I, like, like we, we try to tell people, well, God and, and you are pretty much going to sound the same, just to let you know because that's how, you know. There are times when God speaks in a different way, you realize it, but in general. But listen to this. Let, let me give you quickly the ABCs. You just write these down if you have a pen or paper. Grab something because this is important. I call them the ABCs of, of, of God's voice. God's voice, ABC, affirming, biblical Christ-like. Affirming. There's not up here. You're going to have to write them down yourself. You have to do a little work today. Affirming, biblical, Christ-like. You don't have to have these. You don't have to write these down. But if you want to write them down, go ahead. Affirming, biblical, Christ-like. Because you're going to need them. You're going to need these things when, when you're going to hear from God. Affirming, biblical, Christ-like. Or the enemy's voice. Accusing, belittling, condemning. I need you to hear this because... There are times like, was that God? Well, here's a criteria. Affirming, does it build you up? Even if it's corrective, you're going you're to be like, oh, man, I'm so glad you told me that, God. I'm so glad I heard that from you because that helps me. That frees me up. Now I know where to go. Now I know my, my, my slight course correction. Amen? Okay, back to Nehemiah as we finish. They went through some shifting, some sifting, some renovating. They were tested, intimidated, and pressed on every side. But this produced something much needed so that their ears could hear. Look at this. Nehemiah 8, 1 through 3. All the people assembled with a unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra the scribe to bring out the Bible which the Lord had given uh, for Israel to, to obey. That was, that, was a, that was the first five books of the Bible called the Torah. That's, that's what it was. Um, so on October 8th, 
Ezra the priest brought the book of the law before the assembly, which included the men and women and all the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning until noon to read aloud to everyone who could understand. All the people listened closely to the book of the law. How did God open their ears to understand? If, you, if I can leave you even with one thing today. I believe if you, if you want to open your spiritual ears, just change the posture. Just change your posture. Say the posture. You guys still here? <laughs> yeah. You're listening, I'm, you're listening good, wherever that was. Listen, they listened closely. I get it, man, the, the phone dings. We look back and say, how, how long is this going to last? You're not listening. Come on. Oh, I got this and that and blah, blah, blah. The enemy's trying to distract you. You're not listening. Listen. They listened closely. And by the way, Ezra, Ezra started at 8 a.m. And he was preaching for about four or five hours from the word. <laughs> four to five hours they were standing there listening closely. But, but, but man, yeah, church went too long today, Pastor Dan. It went like, oh, I think we, we were like 35 minutes. 40. I get it. I get it. But they put themselves in the right posture. They listened closely. Words like they remained in their places. They settled in their places. It's hard to hear when we're living rushed. So if we want to hear from God, we got to change the posture. Posture is not just the position. Listen, but the attitude of the position. Do you hear that? It's not just the position. It's the, it's the attitude of the position. Reminds me of this story as we finish. You know, I always say that because you never know. We could just keep going on and on and on. Mary and Martha, two different postures, listen, two different attitudes. Mary chose to remain at the feet of Jesus while Martha chose to be troubled in the kitchen. Look, Luke 10, uh, 38 through 42, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work for myself? And I love this. Jesus, come here. Tell her to help me. Right? Come on. It wasn't like, Jesus, could you please tell her to help me? Jesus. Take you by the ear, right? <laughs> but Jesus, Martha, Martha, Lord answered. You're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Or, but, or indeed, only one. Say only one. Woo! Only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. 
I've seen this too many times. When things get chaotic, frenetic, or overwhelming, when things start shifting, the first thing to go is the God thing, the prayer thing, the Bible thing, the church time, the spiritual time. And suddenly there's all this time given to everything else except God. It's a trap. It's a trap. Don't fall for it. Change your posture, settle down with God, remain with him, crack open your Bible, tell yourself that you will not move until you've had your time with God. You will not move until you hear a word from God. Just change your posture. Change the attitude of your position. And by the way, side note, the right posture will fix the priority. Mm. So let me show you this. With me my well, this is all good, you guys. Need my eight one. All the people assemble the unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra. I think that's profound. They asked Ezra to pull the Bible out. Did you hear that? They made the first move. Ezra didn't have to pull teeth. He didn't force the issue. He didn't lay a guilt trip on them. He simply waited for them to ask because they were already in a humble posture. Asking, by the way, is a common proof of humility. Asking for help. God's voice is not going to be catastrophe, catastrophe, devastation, right? All these things that happen around us that are personal to us that, that are going to keep our attention or help us to listen. It is the very voice of God. That's going to keep our attention so that we listen closely and follow him closely. Amen? But it's going to start with simply changing the posture, changing our posture, right? Changing our posture, changing the attitude attitude within that position. Listen, I've had a bad attitude, like we all have, right? And God will lovingly correct me and say, hey, you know, how come, Dan, you're focusing on this when I've done so many good things in your life? Because this is the thing that's in front of me. I get it, Dan, but I want you to remove yourself from that thing, and I want you to, to look back, and I want you to see how faithful I've been, how, how, how faithful I've been to you, and therefore you can hear my voice when you change the attitude of the position, the posture, Dan. So I really have one, had a lot more to give you, but I'm just going to give you this. I have one uh, phrase for you to take home today, because I know that it some of you need a word from God, right? Some of you got your word, praise God. Some of you in the next weeks or months are going to need a word from God. We're going to need to hear from God. So I want to leave you with this, and it comes, I'm not going to read you any scriptures, but, it, but I'm gonna, it comes from that boy Samuel who was laying down next to the ark of God, which is the 
presence of God. He was sleeping next to the presence of God, little, little Samuel, and he hears, he hears a voice, and he does not realize it's God. So he goes to Eli, he says, he says did you call me Eli? Eli's like, no, I didn't call you. And he goes back three times, and Eli goes, oh, I think that might be God. I think it might be God. Sam's like, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know why? He positioned, he postured himself right next to little Samuel. Postured, he positioned, he was sleeping next to, he was sleeping next to the presence of God. I think God honored that. And here's what Samuel says. I love this. And this is where we're going to leave. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Say this, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Say it again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your voice. I thank you that you are creating a hunger not just in this place, but I think people, prodigals that are coming back in, God, they're hearing your voice. We're praying for people, and guess what? You're speaking to them, God. You're knocking on the door of their heart. You're doing it. Your voice is, your voice is speaking, and, and all those things may be shaking and shifting, God. It is your voice that they hear and will understand. And I thank you, God, for that today. So I thank you, Jesus, for the holy shift of hearing your voice, God, today. In this place, I pray over all of us here and listening that we would hear your voice clearly. The affirming voice, the biblical voice, the Christ-like voice the corrective voice, God, that we would hear your voice, God. And I pray right now over all of us, those listening, against the dark cloud of the enemy, the one who tries to keep us from hearing. I pray, I pray into spiritual ears that they would be unplugged, God, that they would, they would be uh, opened right now in Jesus' name for us to hear your voice even like we've never heard before and to understand what you're saying to us, God. Thank you, Lord. And we end with this. Pray this. Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, God bless you guys. We love you. Hey, our prayer team is here to pray for you. And don't be surprised as you hear God's voice in the days to come. Take care. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S.